Daniel and Brandon. And kind of, kind of, he's kind of. And we're gonna review chapters one through four. We're gonna do chapter one. We're gonna do chapter one. Do we start now? Yeah. Alright, so I'm gonna pose you guys a question about what I think could potentially um, foreshadow something in the future of the book. Mm-hmm. And it starts off at the very beginning with um, Ara, with Bryony telling us about like Arabella's play, like the play of Arabella. Where essentially, like, how can um, Arabella contracting cholera going to the seaside town, uh, receiving that second chance from the doctor, but then eventually being healed, then getting reconciliation with her family, and finally ending with marriage with the doctor? Like, how can that, like, situation, that play, technically become a reality within the rest of the story, including the Tyler's family? The only mention of a doctor in the play right now is Robbie becoming one, going to medical school, so it could be a situation where Cecilia moves away, gets sick. Well, there's a lot of parallels with all this. She has, she has a lot of family. You know, there's a lot of possibilities for all the characters. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, well. And they're, like, very young, so there's so much future things that could mm. happen. Yeah. But going off with the tension between Robbie and, and Cecilia, do you guys think that's like the best potential like situation in which this play could mirror into them? So far, yes, because there, there's no other options really, I think. Is it because of the tie between being a doctor? Yeah, and just plus it's like... There's like no other couples I could see. Like no one else. Well, like going on to Paul Marshall, but like that's I don't I just can't see that. It's kind of awkward. Yeah, there's not a super. There's not like a. Because there's someone who's really feeling Yeah, and there's not an abundance of couples in the story in the first place. So. Well, they don't necessarily have to be couples now. Or because you know how the story wait, jumps around. Wait, what if actually? Cecilia just moves away or something, or like she's out of the picture and then Brian and Robbie because you never know. Oh. Age is different now, but like when they grow up, they can, I don't know. Because like when they come back from medical school, they need to get doctor. It can happen. I don't know. Because, like, the story, as Miss McGinnis uh, briefed us on it, she said that it jumps around from like three different time yeah, yeah, yeah. periods. So we can technically be able to see a potential match, like, more clearly later on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not Because yeah, it'll eventually. Something could form it, that's for sure. Yeah. And then going off of. Arabella contracting cholera. Let's keep it as the example of Cecilia. Mm. What type of like <laughs> disease do you think she could potentially contract? Not necessarily um, like physical disease, but like, like mental illness? mentally anything that you guys could see as a potential. Like, oh, like, see, so maybe because she always tries to have like control in a way. Or maybe like a lot of anxiety from the stress she gets. She usually gets like. Yeah, and then how do you think that um, she can get cured by it? Because in the play, she gets cured. What do you think that Robbie could potentially do to cure her of OCD, for example? I don't know. By like. It's hard to think about. It's, doctor, it's hard, right? It's, yeah. it's pretty early in the play. I think maybe maybe like something would happen. Something like something happened to her, like experience, maybe. I don't know. Like something that's like opposite like you know like a death like a death if you get a death like, that's very traumatic something yeah. that's like opposite of that yeah, yeah. Oh, oh baby maybe you know how this is 
like right before the war. Could the war essentially pose? But that's not. But like, I wouldn't think that would cure something. Or maybe no, it'd, it'd be like his example of the disease. What if he's a doctor in the war? And then him coming back is the cure of the disease. I don't know. That could be, that could be a possibility. Possibility. Yeah. All right. So, lastly, McGowan establishes a lot of like settings in her um, in Arabella's play, mm-hmm. Bryony's play. Sorry. So, like, what do you guys think? Um, Arabella traveling to seaside town necessarily have to do with the entire uh, idea of her getting sick and then healed and then getting married. Maybe like because seaside town can be like a metaphor for like some like, like kind of like a place of heaven. Heaven. Yeah. Or like not heaven, but like just a better place than than some of the past. What is the seaside, seaside town? So do you guys feel like the seaside town is more of a positive thing, even yeah, though maybe, she gets like sick? A, maybe it's like a sink. Maybe, maybe it's like a sign of like maturity. Like, or like a sanctuary. Or something like sanctuary? Yeah. But she she's traveling to the seaside town, and then yeah. she contracts cholera. So, like, the, like, when she traverses... Maybe she um, realizes that she should never have left in the first place, and that's what it's saying. So, like, I would think, like, the, tra- the treachery, like, when she's traveling, it takes a, a big toll on her. That's why she gets sick. Once she's there, she heals, and then she gets better, and she's all the same Maybe. Um, so are you saying that, like, can you explain that again? I mean, well, the thing is, like, it's like, switching and working is a lot of, like, ways to see about how high That's just, like, one way I can see it. Okay. And then, um, Arabella contracts the cholera, but do you think that could be, like, a potential, like, adversary for her own health and her own relationship with herself? It definitely could, you know, like a, like a struggle physically and mentally. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, um, later in the play and near the end, they say that she gets re- reconciled with her family. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely some tension that happened beforehand. So, like, the color of potentially being just, like, that last, like, brick laid on top of it. Yeah. yeah. And then, lastly, it says that the doctor and Arabella get married on a windy, sunlit day. Why exactly do you think it has to be windy, or she put it as windy on purpose? Was it windy weather? The, the day that they got married. Okay. Why do you think it's windy? Like, what exactly do you think that could have pulled with their marriage? Yeah. <laughs> well, like, wind is like usually, like, kind of thing, so when you get married, it's a big, it's a very big change yeah, for your life. Yeah, wind is caused by changes in temperature. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's just like a change. So do you think that could potentially expose a potential flaw that's going to happen between the two of them? Like a potential change between the both of them actually wanting to get married? Change is a good thing, but sometimes you never know if there's like that side of it. I feel like wind can be more negative because nobody's like happy about like, oh, look how windy it is today. Yeah, it was super windy yesterday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so ultimately, you guys feel like the like the implementation of weather and setting really have a lot to do with what could possibly happen yeah, between. Yeah, Jackson. Are you going to keep it going?
Chapter two. Verduna is uh, together because we only have three people current in our group. So we're connectively going to pose the question and answer the question. So the first thing we want to talk about is specifically the flowers and the relation that they have with Cecilia. And then we also want to talk about how that could potentially tie into Ravi tending the flowers in the garden as well. And Cecilia relatively chooses wildflowers as far as we're aware of. She could show that how she's wild in her character. She doesn't just pick ordinary flowers, she goes like off the... I think a literal... A literal uh, the comparison, like she's in the wild side, she's with wildflowers, but they're also being a little more um, in depth and leaning toward them. Yeah. Yeah. And then since um, Robbie opts more for like tending established gardens and flowers, and, yeah, it's so, like that's what he's paid to do because he's the son of the cleaning lady. And then since he's seen as more of an employee and employees are seen more as like to act accordingly so he could be associated with just the, the more orderly fashion flowers aside from the just the wildflowers that Cecilia picks we don't know exactly where she picked them from but I feel like they could be something reveals his I feel like the place itself could be like does he even like tend to like Wildflowers. He tends to probably like mm-hmm. store-bought and like... Yeah, they're not really... It's like, maybe it's like not his expertise field because like, he's a gardener. He doesn't do like wild things. He doesn't like sophisticated... It's like they're not really breeding with flowers, but like, fully pay attention to, you know, so like the fact that like they specifically like pick them out and like, they were planted like it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's something interesting to think about. And it adds like a little bit of chaos into like the order of that. I think it just really like uh, shows how like different the characters are. But couldn't like since Robbie's an employee and even though Cecilia does like have ownership over like what she wants to do and Robbie doesn't, couldn't that kind of be showing that Robbie just has to do what he's told to do and then Arabella kind of just doesn't have to do anything she's told to do because her parents basically aren't even there her mother has a migraine so essentially Cecilia just does what she wants no yeah and like those two kind of when they collide it's two completely opposite if you want to formulate something I feel like it's a battle of like power because they're both kind of filthy face and they're both trying to retrieve it it's like they're just both going to be like and then that results in chaos and this breaks. So. Yeah. And then um, the surprising thing that happens is that since Cecilia is the one who decides to go in and stops Robbie from getting the vase, like the broken pieces, like Cecilia is the one who completely strips down into her undergarments. And then Robbie's just left there standing there watching. 
and it kind of just builds a tension that we, I really don't know what to do with that at this point. Because it's just really early. She's almost like saying, like, this is me. Yeah, I feel like it's a tension that could like, build up in the future too as well. And it could lead to something Like, this is not the end of them. So, like, Cecilia's more of the dominant character mm -hmm. between the two of them. Yeah. Chapter three, um, it really focuses on Bryony and like the stresses she starts to go through. Um, like even in the very beginning, she tries to um, she's having trouble getting everyone together for the to practice the play in the first place, and then you know everyone starts wandering off from rehearsal except for Bryony. So with this, um, with everything that Bryony is going through, do you guys think that she will keep her hope in keeping the play alive and keeping everyone together, or do you think she'll just end up ultimately giving up? I, I don't think the play's ever gonna end. I think she was she always she's gonna have it go through, but just not how she wanted it to go through. Because I feel like she'd rather have it be different than not at all. She put so much. She she's really passionate about it. Yeah. But with the lack of like people participating, what do you think could change potentially? Like just like the characters. I'm sure like she'll have to shorten the characters. Yeah, shorten the story around. I mean, there's only two characters in her play. Maybe they'll, she'll make the characters just like more like the actual people they are. Mm -hmm. Like maybe like maybe she comes into conflict with uh, her cousin Lola, right? Yeah. So like how like initially the play was, where she's gonna get married. Maybe like she like makes her like she just kills her and doesn't make her better from like the disease mm -hmm. or anything. Like, you know what I mean? I'll definitely have to. Um, like there's obviously tension. She'll definitely have to function with the play. Yeah. And then, so, also, um, in this chapter, Bryony's looking through a window, and she sees Robin and Cecilia in the fountain. And when Bryony was looking, this is kind of a bigger scene in the, in the play, and that when she's looking at them, she she's 100% sure that they're either, um, like, a proposal is taking place, or Robbery is, or Robbery, Robbie is, um, is like, going to force Cecilia to take off the clothes and get in the fountain, you know? Yeah. So... Since uh, as Bryony does these things, like what, like you know, things like this, like watching people's business without and them wanting to, do you think that all this snooping will get her into the wrong places and somewhere that she'll regret in the future? Yeah, and I also feel like it might like make her less focused on herself because she'll be so like invested in other people and like other people's lives. Like she lives her life alone. She's like a novelist, so she'll be in a rebellious life, but she's in this whole thing by herself, so she'll be like. Mm -hmm. I mean, I guess you could see it as like a good thing, like since she's a novelist, she can get ideas. Like if she wants to keep writing in the future, she can, you know, get all these ideas but from since, other people, but at the same time, it's not. I mean, she's basically making assumptions about what's happening and she's pretty young so we could relatively and collectively say that she's naive it's like yeah. watching like a movie on you can't really like really, yeah exactly mm -hmm. like, that could be really i don't know i could i could definitely see that going in the wrong places in the future for her <laughs> yeah. it's like listen up,
Okay, hello, this is the last chapter which I'll be doing. And so, it's this chapter is centered on Cecilia, I feel like, in a way. And so, from the start, it's Bonnie seems to be in a tantrum and it takes him back into a flashback of all when Bernie had a tantrum to comfort her and nurture her back to being calm. And so, in that period, Bryony figures out her issues without Cecilia comforting her and helping her learn out. So like, does this show that Cecilia isn't needed to potentially move and Bryony doesn't need to be there to help her? I feel like it's a bit of a twisted maturity, so like, Bryony may think that Cecilia shouldn't be there and that she doesn't need her, but I feel like a uh, situation in the future will come up with Cecilia will really be needed, you know what I mean? And I feel like it's kind of like, it's kind of like that classic, it's like, I mean obviously, like, when you're younger, like, you look at your parents, you're like, oh, I can't even live, I can't live my life now, you know, growing or whatever. I feel like this is kind of a big case, but when they actually do get what they want, it's not what they need. Yeah, and I feel like Cecilia is kind of an embodiment of like Bryony's moral support in a way. Yeah, how did it go in her post are you still? Yeah, I feel like Cecilia is kind of an embodiment of like Bryony's moral support because I, that's like kind of what I'm getting is that. Cecilia is the main backbone of why Bryony continues to do these things. Yeah, because the mom's not really helping too much. Yeah, like, um, obviously in chapter one, Bryony gives a play to, is it Emily? Tell us the mom. Is that her name? So she gives it to her mom and then she like writes her reactions and stuff like that, but it's really... It's not really just, it's like a mom reaction. It's like, oh, it's great. Yeah, it's like... Your parents, like, you literally draw scribbles and you're like, oh, it's great, like, oh, masterpiece. That's kind of how I feel like Emily was doing in chapter one. Yeah. So, like, going back to everything that Bryony's doing, like, Cecilia knows Bryony so well to the point where, like, she's biting her lip, she's, like, her eyes and everything. She automatically knows something's wrong. Okay, so for the second question I got, it was when um, Cecilia imagined marrying Marsh. So like I was looking at it maybe it was a like, it was a, a result of trying to have control in her life because like she sees the marriage not as like an attraction thing but having like as a stable marriage of like having him be rich and like a strong man. She'll have kids so like it could possibly just be like a fallback option or like an like a plan B or just like a stable thing that gives her comfort knowing that that could be an option. It's kind of how we would think of like maybe like a safety school, like that's her safety right there. Yeah. Like she has her ambition. Which like, you know, like you never ideally want it because like in the book it is stated like Paul is kind of like, you know, he's really boring. Like he starts like an open group conversation with like a monologue about himself, you know, like that's not really something you want. But just the fact that she has that safety of something. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's always good to have like the safety, but in the long term, like I feel like to make, for like it kind of relates back to our pride and prejudice, like when true happiness is, so right people want it's like happiness. Yeah, she's so, like, kind of just like scared of the future. Yeah, so like, but in order to like for her to really live the best she can, you obviously don't really want to go yeah. for your safety. Like, you don't really want to go for your safety school for college, you want to go to your dream school. Yeah, so, you know, she's uh, dream school. Yeah. But, you know, it's always there.